And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jose, and I'm grateful to be here with you guys for the day. So before we get started, we'll do our announcements like we always do. If you're not following us on our social media links, it's at Facebook and Twitter at wildaboutanimals.com. It's a great way to stay connected, be a part of the wild family. Also included in that, if you guys are going down on those pages, you can actually see there'll be a link where you can send me guys your questions, and I can answer them live while the show is going on. Also included in that, if you want me to do any special shout-outs, birthday shout-outs, all that good stuff, that's also included in that as well. And welcome, guys. So if you follow from, if you're following me from last week, then you'll know that we talked about the pros of working as a veterinary assistant. This week, we're going to be talking about the cons. And like last week, there's also going to be a disclaimer. With this discussion, I will not be saying where I work, the doctor I work for, any names of any patients or co-workers that I work for. That also includes animals as well. Um, just to keep people's private lives personal and private to them. So I, you know, whatever. But that's just a disclaimer on that. Um, there's also another one where if you are not comfortable with the talk of animals dying or euthanasia conversations or anything else like that, then you may want to stray away from this point. I may just say before I start, that way you can skip ahead a little bit so you can get past that part. But without that being said, we're going to have a little break and then we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jose from Wild About Animals. Um, I just want to throw this in and be like, if you guys have any requests for any future podcasts, make sure you leave them on Facebook and then I'll make sure I'll put them on a list and I'll let you guys know over there. Back to the show we go. All right, guys. So I hope you guys are ready to dive into it. So let's get in. So like I was stating before, last week we talked about the pros of working at a veterinary office. There were just a couple of there's a couple of things that I just stated off the top of my head that I listed as working there that are some pros. Now we're going to dive into the cons. We'll kind of start it off easy and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty type of conversations. Um, One of the first cons, and this is kind of if you work with the public or you work with people, or with involving people, this is with any job that requires working with people, you know, sometimes you do get those good customers that come in, they're very friendly, they're nice, and the whole nine yards. And then you get those people who, on lame terms, are rude. And rude for no reason, mind you, especially... You know, from my past experience, and if you guys hear something in the background, that's me turning on my fan because it's hot in here. Um, from the from my experience, especially because with my past job, I worked with fast food for six years. Um, so you can only imagine the amount of rude customers that I've dealt with. Um, it's been very many, too many to count, that's for sure. Um, and I had the very cliche idea that... Working in a veterinary office, I felt like everybody was going to be a lot nicer. Everybody's going to be more patient. That was not the case. Um, there have been some comments that owners have said to me, um, rude ones at that, uh, especially because with the way the clinic that I work at is, um, you know, it's a first come first serve. So basically we take people, they come, we don't do appointments. Um, so some people don't like that because some people feel like they need to be seen right this way or exactly at this time frame. And, you know, we've had people get upset, you know, saying that, you know, their pet is more important than somebody else's pet. Well, my argument to that is, is yes, in your mind, your pet is more important to you. But what about this other person whose pet 
who, you know, they're here before you and they need to be seen just like your animal does. You know, we've had people throw hissy fits about it. You know, some people say this is messed up. This is wrong. You know, how can y'all want to help animals if you won't, you know, see mine? And you know, they try to make you feel bad when you're just doing your job. You know, that's kind of a minor thing that comes into it. Um, Probably one of the bigger cons that comes with the job. Um, and this is going to be that little disclaimer I told you about when we talk about, you know, animals dying or you know, stuff like that. So there there are times where people will bring in, you know, a very sick animal and we're in the process of trying to help in a way and they just don't make it. Um, and I have seen that plenty of times in variety of ways. Um, one story that I can tell you guys is there was a, um, I I do remember it was a Australian shepherd and it was having trouble breathing. So I was in charge of holding, you know, oxygen, trying to, you know, help the dog breathe as much as he can until, you know, we figured out what we were going to do with him. And literally I was holding a hose in this dog's mouth while it was just gasping for breath as much as he could. Um, And that went on for about 30 minutes or so and 30, about 30, 25 You know, it felt like ages, you know, for me. And I was just hoping that, you know, something would get better, things would get better. And then as time was going on, I could see his chest was starting to to go slow, which means his his breathing was slowing down. And eventually he did, you know, the dog did pass away. Um, And it's always hard. You know, because it's like, you know, you get them in there, you know, sometimes you try to get them in there as soon as you can and there's just nothing we can do. Or we get them in there and it's already too far gone. Um, and for somebody who cares about animals as much as I do, you know, it's it's never easy having to see animal die in front of you, especially when it's something that, you know, if they came at enough time that, you know, that could have been prevented, you know. But what also ties into that, another con, and this is going to tie the first two that we said together, is when you have to deal with a negligent owner. What I mean by that is, you know, you get this dog or this cat who's been sick for weeks, and the owner was just hoping that it would get better, you know, and eventually they bring it to to the, you know, to the vet office, and by then there's really just nothing we can do for it, and then eventually something we've had times where the animal just dies on the table, you know, and that creates an atmosphere where you immediately feel anger towards the owner, because I have this very, and this is just how I feel, and this is not the gospel truth what I'm about to say, this is just how I feel, um, the way I feel about it is, is that if you take on the responsibility of taking an animal as a pet, that animal is a part of your family, which means you are responsible for taking care of it and also making sure that it's healthy. And there are a lot of people in this world who don't do that. And then you really just want to, like, honestly, sometimes I really want to sit there and shake them because how dare you take this animal in and just let it suffer like that, you know? 
Now, I do understand with some people, there's some with the way medicine works and the way surgeries work. I know some people just can't afford to take care of these animals, which I understand. You know, but with the people who kind of just let it drag on, you know, it kind of it's not really it's basic. Basically, it's like animal cruelty to me, if you really want me to be honest about it. I've seen many cases where like animals come in and their owners are just negligent about taking care of them or they'll just do the bare minimum just to get by you know and these animals are nasty to be taken in you chose you know and you want to either spend these thousands and thousands of dollars on these you know these animals and to get them and then you don't want to spend the money to take care of them you know you don't think about what comes with being a pet owner you know so there's a lot of frustration with that you know especially when you deal with owners like that, like I have, you know, I definitely, I don't say anything because I'm not allowed to, um, but it definitely creates a lot of frustration deep inside you. Um, the next one, what we stated before on the other one was the pro with euthanasias. Um, euthanasias to me are a pro and a con because sometimes with the pro, obviously, like I said before with the con, there have been times you know, it's it's just the process of doing it. I'm not really going to go into detail of how we do it, but I'm just going to say it's something that's quick. You know, it's nothing that drags on or whatever. You know, it's definitely a hard feeling when you're in the room and, you know, you're having to hold the animal, you know, while it's going on. And for a while, towards the beginning of it, when I had to deal with my, my first euthanasia was terrible. It was god awful. It was just it was it was a terrible experience. It's ingrained in my head. It's just god awful. Um and I don't like and it was just a terrible experience because of how everything went down. Um just to give you the lame terms. Um the first euthanasia I ever did, um I will tell you the dog, it was the animal, it was a rot roll. It was the very first euthanasia I've ever done. And this one was hard because the owners were there. Um, usually, most of the time, the owners aren't in the room. Um, but the owner was in there. And it was very emotional. It was emotional because I'm an, I'm, I have empath, um, empathy. And so I can kind of feel and mimic other people's emotions when I'm around them. I can kind of absorb it and kind of mimic it as my own emotion. It's a good thing, it's a bad thing all at the same time. So obviously these people are devastated and crying and stuff and it's just making me feel overwhelmed with emotions not to mention at the same time having to watch this dog you know, get put to sleep was already a rough because I haven't seen it in person, you know. You always wonder, like, how it goes down behind doors. But when you actually have to work there and do it, it's a lot. Um, this job comes with a very heavy emotional toll that I don't think a lot of people can do, per se. Um, you know, I think it takes a strong person to know, you know, that this animal, you know, is sick and if there's you know if sometimes if that's the best option then you have to do the right thing and hold them while it's going on however also with that there have been a couple times where there's been animals that i feel personally have been euthanized 
when they could have been saved. You know, um, there was one time um, with a lot of state laws in America, you know, you have to have your dogs have rabies shots. Um, if they don't have one and they bite somebody, you know, you have to do one of two things. And this is just in the state where I work at. You know, they have to be quarantined or they have to be euthanized. And then they have to have the entire head um, sent off to the health department, you know, to make sure that the dog doesn't have rabies. And this happened to one dog and he was a very aggressive dog. But I could tell, you know, like it was kind of a decision that the family made just off the wit. And again, you know, I know I'm not, and I'm not saying, you know, an aggressive dog should be forgiven or just let by, by, you know, it being aggressive, you know, but you know, some, I, I'm just a firm believer that dogs are just not naturally aggressive. Um, I feel like, you know, something had to have happened to him for him to get like that. Um, that's just how I feel. Again, like I said, I'm not the gospel truth. I'm just speaking from my own, you know, how I feel. But anyway, anyway, and then with that situation, I felt like there could have been something better done for him instead of that, you know. But I do understand also with the situation, what happened to get him there and why they did it. But there have been times where, you know, I do feel like some animals could have been saved and there was more that they could do. But I do also, again, understand from like a financial standpoint that some people can't. Um, and I think on the emotional toll, and that's probably another big one, you know, and to talk about that a little more, it's like, you know, it's, you try your best not to get emotionally attached to these animals, but it's hard, you know, because sometimes they'll just look at you with those eyes and it's just hard to ignore them. And for me, you know, I have such a deep emotional connection with animals that it's like it takes a toll on me when, you know, one, you know, dies or it's sick. And I just feel like there's just nothing I can do, you know, and I can only do so much. Um, and it just it just it, it hurts. It hurts because it's like, you know, you having to go and talk to the owners. They're emotionally upset and you just try to be a pillar of strength for them because this is a hard time for them having to lose a member of their family. Um, but it takes a toll on you because it's like, you know, you just, you do all that you can. And at the same time, you can only do so much. And the way that I was taught was you can't save them all. Even though you would want to, you reality wise, you can't. You know, and that is also a hard part as well. And then probably the last thing is you really start to notice the issue with a lot of strays. And when I say strays, I'm not saying like, you know, just, you know, it's just a lot of people bring stray animals up there. And it's like you just notice how like big of a problem the stray issue is you know animals and dogs and cats getting left out in the wild they become strays and then they just you know repopulate and all the other stuff and it's like it's just a very sad thing because obviously 
you know, these animals don't have homes. And then when they do get taken in, people, some people can't keep them. They take them to the animal shelter. The shelters are just full to the max. And it's just a very, very sad thing, especially because you want to take care of, you want to take all of them home. You want to, but you can't. And I think that is also difficult to deal with as well, you know, because a lot of times people drop off stray kittens, stray puppies, and I would love to take them home, but with my current living circumstances, I can't. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they can only take so many animals, you know. <sighs> and that's just kind of hard to see a lot of animals not have homes. You know, you want to be there and, you know, take them all in, and but you can't. And it's just hard, you know. But there are some good people out there. They'll take some strays in, you know, and you'll you'll find them a good home. They're good dogs, good cats, you know. But you know, sometimes you can't, and you know that's just part of the job, you know. Okay. So with that being said, that was just a couple of cons that do go on. Um, I hope if any of you are interested in becoming a vet assistant or even thinking about jumping into the vet tech field. You know, hopefully, I know this isn't like the gospel or the book of veterinary medicine, because it's not. It's just me giving my experiences and just lists and just saying things that are pros and cons of what I feel of the job, you know. And I'm also just trying to keep it to where I don't disclose it, like at any names where I work at, none of that, because I don't want to, you know, legally wise, I don't want to get in trouble or anything. But I do, you know did want to give my experiences the pros and the cons again for those who may be interested i do hope this was enlightening i hope you learned something from it i hope you took away from it um and i guess that's gonna be it for now so i guess you guys have a good rest of your day good rest of your week um tune in next week we'll probably either have another animal factor or another discussion who knows what next week's hold I love you guys so much. Y'all stay wild out there, and I will see you next week.